0: Hey, friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed. And we're friends who
1: love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no, no shame.
0: shame. So grab your favorite book, a delicious cup of something, and come cozy up with us. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Hi, Molly Reed. Hi, Molly B. How, How are, are you? Ah, uh, Jinx. Ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> try again. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I've had a good day. How are you?
1: I'm good. I am
0: also good. Um, we just had such a good, hilarious recording that got fully deleted by my own computer. So, spirits are low. <laughs> spirits are. Low. You will all
1: just have to take our word for it that it was so funny. <laughs>
0: you'll have to uh write in and bully me on the internet in order to hear the story of the time i ate my own tooth (laughs) because you did miss that but anyway it was a great story it's a good story it's a good story it's a crowd pleaser for sure um (laughs) okay molly b what are you reading these days what are you up to are you still watching welcome to wrexham i've heard there's a third season coming out soon
1: there it is coming out soon um it is not out yet, but you better believe I will be watching season 2 <laughs> as soon as it comes out asap. So excited. No, I am watching uh season 2 of Heartstopper right now though, which is I love Heartstopper. So good. I oh, I just love it so much. Um but as for reading, my mood reading has just been wreaking havoc on my life just like absolute (laughs) chaos I literally like over the last what two weeks have been going from like super fluffy rom-coms to just like super dark romance with fuck yeah not much in between (laughs) and the pendulum swings (laughs) um I will say I did not have a good time with the dark romance. But <laughs> oh no! <laughs> maybe that's a conversation for another time. Um, oh. Something I have been enjoying, though. Sure. Um, I have been very much getting in the mood for fall, so I've mm-hmm. been reading a lot Passive. of witchy romances. Hell yeah! Which has been so fun. Um, but I started this series. I've only read the first book so far, but it's the Stay a Spell series by Juliet okay. Cross. So it's this like family of witches. It's I think six sisters. Um, so they're all witches and they like each get a book. So the first one was A Witch and a Werewolf. Um, I'm pretty sure the next one which I'm about to start is um One of the Sisters and a Vampire. So it's like a lot of different like oh we're talking fantasy creatures creatures. yeah sure but they're so fun they're just like they're light and fun but they're also like super spicy there's Mm -hmm. like a good they're like that good level of fantasy where it's like it's not a ton of like world building or anything you're just kind of like plopped into it and it's just like yeah this is fine like there's magic and stuff and I'm we're here. just along for the ride, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's fine, right. but right. anyway, so I'm having a lot of fun with witchy books, very
0: in line with Allie Hazelwood's next book, yes, which is Vampire Bride. yeah, energy, i,
1: I am I am fully just preparing myself for that release. <laughs> <laughs> just
0: <laughs> counting the seconds and the
1: hours <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh. absolutely. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. What have you been reading? Well, you know, Maul, I've also
0: been reading about vampires and werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> How would you tell? <laughs> I have read every available Twilight book <laughs> since we last spoke. And I do mean every available Twilight <laughs> book, including the one that's gender flipped. Okay? Uh, including Minna Did I book. know
1: that that existed?
0: Oh my god. God. (laughs) She released a book, Molly, that is Twilight, but it's Edith and Beau. (laughs) I forget. I did
1: not know that was a thing.
0: It came out in 2015. It's called Life and Death. (laughs) I will say that my favorite book on this rereading is Midnight Sun which <laughs> surprises all of us. Um,
1: I never read Midnight Sun. Uh,
0: like uh, an unforgivable fact about you is <laughs> that you've never so read sorry. Sun.
1: I feel like when it came out, cause I read all the Twilight books, like as mm-hmm. they were coming out when mm-hmm. I was in probably like middle school. Sure. And I feel like when Midnight Sun came out, I was just so like, it had been so long since I read them that I was just like,
0: I don't need to do that
1: uninterested. Sure. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> now
0: I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no. Meanwhile, I was like scouring the internet when part of midnight sun was leaked <laughs> so that I could read it. And then I like, uh- okay, this is exactly the story that I want to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm at the beach with Zoe, with best friend, Brian, Brian, with some of my friends. We're all at the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm on my Kindle. I finish <laughs> I finish breaking dawn. And I go the only logical thing to do next is to read Midnight Sun.
1: Right. Naturally. <laughs> there and
0: it's not even like tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and read Midnight Sun. It is like in the next moment, the only thing that's acceptable <laughs> is that I'm reading Midnight Sun. I go on my e reader and I um <laughs> Type in Midnight Sun fully expecting to spend like Mm $13.99 on a digital copy of Midnight Sun. And I have already purchased it (laughs) and it's already on my (laughs) e-reader. And I looked at Zoe and I said so earnestly, I love Past Molly. (laughs) And she looked at me and she said, you already had Midnight Sun, didn't you? And I said, God yes. bless past Molly. <laughs> God bless her. She is a genius. An absolute genius. So I read Midnight Sun. It's the best book of all of them. It's so funny because the conceit of the book is basically Stephanie Meyer defending Twilight and all of the <laughs> flack it gets by pu- inserting all all of the like critiques about Edward into Edward's own brain (laughs) in a way that is
1: so so funny that's so funny
0: all this to say I've been reading Twilight this week
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that for you I'm so happy for you it is having the time of your life
0: (laughs) yes it is nuts to read as an adult I will say because the whole time you're like she should not be with either of these people. They're both nuts. Right. <laughs> Move away, uh, Bella. <laughs> once again, I am
1: team Bella goes to college. <laughs> I feel like I have to reread them. That's Oh, point. yes.
0: Like, I I genuinely
1: think we should do Twilight on the pod. Let's do it. I think we should. Like I said, I have not read them since I think I was in middle school. I have a very vivid memory of buying the first Twilight book in a scholastic catalog (laughs) (laughs) in like seventh grade. That is
0: so pure. I love it so much. (laughs) I I think one day we're going to do it and I think it's going to have to be like We read all four books (laughs) (laughs) And Midnight Sun (laughs) And Midnight Sun Because I don't think we can just do Twilight No
1: If I remember Um, correctly Eclipse mm -hmm. was my favorite
0: Okay Eclipse Good book I think that was my favorite It's a good book Someone um, that I was with this week Was like yeah New Moon was my (laughs) favorite Actually I'm sorry I think it was Zoe (laughs) (laughs) sorry zoe um (laughs) this week was like new moon is the best because edward's in it the least and i was like (laughs) that's a molly burn ass comment (laughs) right there that's valid (laughs) because as we
1: have discussed i was team jacob (laughs) (laughs) you sure were you sure were um
0: the other thing i want to say about things i've been reading Mm -hmm. is that i um fully shirked responsibility to read the book we're doing this week on the pod and instead read a book that we're doing like two months <laughs> from now on the pod um
1: easter Amazing. Egg, spoiler
0: alert um called done and dusted by lila sage i'm so excited to read which that book is potentially the best cowboy book i've ever read
1: it was that is such so hot hot i'm so, so isn't good. it is it brother's best friend It sure is brother's best oh friend oh my g- yes say <laughs> less sure say fucking is
0: less and she's a like barrel ricer like fuck she's a badass cowboy in her own right oh it i love was. it i love it
1: Whew. so good i'm so excited yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah yeah i i mean might need to read that sooner rather than later <laughs> <laughs> we might have to bump up the timeline on that one <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We Uh, could. We make the rules. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We are our own producers. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) Oh. Wow.
1: That's so fun. Yeah.
0: It's been a weird. It's been weird. (laughs) It's been.
1: (laughs) Where do you go from here?
0: Yeah. Like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I I know. I'm trying to find a way to dig out of the Twilight Hole, but it's like. Yesterday, I was like, um, what book should I, d- I download next? I'm feeling so angsty, and like, I want to read something equally angsty that will make me cry. And then I thought, <laughs> I guess I could read Twilight. And then I thought, I just read Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in a bit of a weird place.
1: You're just going to be in a constant cycle of reading Twilight. <laughs>
0: just endless. Endless. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Well, after that absolute chaos, should we get to our question?
1: Yeah, let's do it. What's our question?
0: Um, So our question was technically submitted by a listener. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, we listen to the pod. (laughs) For a
1: second, I was like, did I miss something in our conversation? No,
0: No, we both just also listen to the pod. Um, Yeah,
1: this is true. We are our
0: most loyal (laughs) listeners. We listen the most. I do think that's true. It's true. (laughs) Um, Okay. The question is, which book settings do you love and which do you hate?
1: Mm, This is a fun question.
0: It is a fun question. And I think I know your answer.
1: I was going to say, for settings I love, in a surprise to absolutely no one. I love Mm -hmm. a small town. Yeah. Especially like... You know, small town, middle of nowhere, preferably like Wyoming. Montana or <laughs> I was like gonna Wyoming say, yeah. <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> Idaho, something
0: like mm-hmm. that. Canada. The ones in Canada are pretty fun. I love a small town. You do love a small town. hmm What are you thinking? I really love a book that is like set on a vacation. Oh, yeah i think i think that's why i love like people we meet on vacation so much Mm -hmm. because the background is always changing and i think that's like fun um i also love a book that's just like um forced proximity and it's set like it's kind of like a bottle episode like it's set in one place and they they don't really leave like i'm thinking have you ever read the roughest draft
1: no i haven't i've
0: heard of it it's it's written by two people um yeah isn't it like a married couple wrote it I think I think it is a married couple it's um Austin Siegman Broca and Emily Emily Wibberly. and I think they are married although I don't know them personally I was gonna say, so
1: <laughs> don't quote us on that
0: <laughs> don't we are known to talk out of our ass about stuff we don't know about but um it is such a good book I love it and it's so emotional And it is set like kind of Literally in a house mm. um, And it's these two it, The book is about these two Writing partners who Are like Best friends and have Fallen out of Friendship and then end up like Kind of forced back into Writing together mm-hmm. and It's so good um, That's so fun but it is like fully the whole book is just happening between the two of them and they're just in one house the whole time pretty much Mm -hmm. um which i think is really
1: cool that is fun um i was also just thinking i love books that are set in like specifically like a lake town or like even a beach town and it's funny Mm because I hate the beach but like you do like (laughs) like a lake town or a beach town like I'm thinking beach read honestly I'm thinking like any Sarah Dessen book ever written (laughs) yes (laughs) yes like I don't know Um, I just love that vibe it's always mm -hmm. like I don't know those types of towns where it's like they're big tourist attractions for one season but then like kind of deserted the rest of the time you know what
0: i mean like yeah there there is something like um i feel like books like that especially sarah dessin like she does such a good job with the like poetic nature of mm -hmm. that and how it mirrors like what happens to the characters yeah it's when it's more desolate things are rough you know what i mean yeah yeah i like that um have you did you ever read the summer i turned pretty
1: I read the first one, but I didn't read the whole series.
0: I haven't read any of them. But Mm -hmm. I have watched the... (laughs) This is so embarrassing. I have watched the pilot and the finale of both seasons (laughs) and nothing else. And I know everything that has happened. I love that. Yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I read the first one. I think if I had read The Summer I Turned Pretty when I was like 15... I would have loved it, but yes. I read it when I was like an adult and yeah. got to the end. And I was like, I quite literally don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who she winds yeah. up with. So I just didn't keep right. going.
0: I think there's like a very clear reason, to me at least, why like the Jenny Hahn book that got picked up to be like a movie or a TV show first was To All the Boys. Because mm-hmm. it's. I, in my opinion, way better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, we're getting away from ourselves. <laughs> um, Oh, you know what settings I hate?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is I, I actually can't do a college book anymore.
1: Okay. I have been starting to get so frustrated with college books. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm having such a hard time. I've DNF'd so many lately.
0: Yeah. Because same. I'm just
1: like not into it i don't know no it's um i think the
0: like older that i get the more i look back at myself as a college student and i'm like that's a baby Mm -hmm. that person was a baby and then so reading a college book i'm like oh it's babies you know like it's yeah i just feel like i'm too far removed now from that time in my life to be able to enjoy like dirty smut about that time in life right if that makes sense no that makes sense
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I feel that one.
0: I read this book. Oh, my gosh. I can't remember what it's called. And it is probably good because I'm going to shit talk it. But
1: I read this book a while back
0: that was like dark romance, hockey romance in college. And it was like the male protagonist. It was like um, was so, so horrific Mm -hmm. that I was like no <laughs> um, yeah like I, I don't know I was like that's a baby and he is an ina- I don't know I just couldn't mm-hmm. get out of my head that he was like such a child still and he was an act like I don't know it just the things he was enacting were just horrible, yeah. and I was like nah I think I'm done with this mm-hmm. as a setting or like a part of a subgenre or something
1: yeah I don't know yeah I feel that <sighs> how do you okay. this is like very niche how do sure. you feel about, if you've read any, like books that are set in places you have lived? I don't think I've read any. I don't think I've read any. Like, so, I mean, I just have lived like in proximity to it, but like I read a series that was set in Philadelphia and like, I thought that was so fun. Like, I
0: really fun. I
1: loved it. I read it a really long time ago, but it was the Kings of Rittenhouse series. It was like a series of hockey <laughs> romances. Right? And I remember picking it up and being like, Rittenhouse, weird. And then I'm reading and I was like... Oh, fun. Like, fun. You live in Philly and you play on the Flyers. Like, cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. I-, I do get so excited. I So i
0: do live in philly and i get so excited when i'm like reading a hockey romance and they're like we're playing philly tonight i'm always like yeah (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) go flyers sports (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and i uh yeah but no i don't think i've ever read a romance set in a place that i've lived and now i'm like i would like to read a romance novel set in delaware yeah place that i'm from everyone but i would love (laughs) i would love that maybe i'll write one do
1: it someone's got to like there's gotta Um, be one also like there
0: must be there must be someone i went to high school with is like currently writing a romance novel (gasps) that's maybe that's set in delaware you should ask them i should ask
1: yeah and if not say i have a suggestion
0: for you here's a good setting (laughs) I know. Anyway.
1: Anyway. <sighs> okay. What else? I'll say it. I don't particularly like books set in New York City. <gasps> I hate
0: it. I hate a book in New York City. It feels like so annoying to
1: me. It it feels so overdone. Yes. And it's always a character who's like obsessed with the fact that they live in New York. And I'm just like, okay. Cool. I don't know
0: Yeah it's so funny because like I just feel like every romance Movie every rom-com That has ever existed Like is in set In (laughs) New York City yeah Like every rom-com I've ever watched In my brain opens with Like a sky view of New York (laughs) Yes (laughs) and you're just Like sure I know where I am now So it is annoying to me when
1: books Are set Mm -hmm. in New York and I don't feel that way about other cities. Like, I've read books set no. in like Chicago. Boston, Toronto. Like, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But, like, it's just something about New York <laughs> that I'm just something like. Something about it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I also love as a setting, um, and this goes with the small town thing I said earlier, but also like towns in the Pacific Northwest is always so fun. Mm-hmm. Like I love books set in like Washington or Oregon. It's just always such a vibe. I like books a lot that have like multiple
0: locations. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like crazy rich Asians. I think that's Yeah. Um, so it's New York and Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I that like. is fun. and like Yeah, I like when it kind of like adds like that book specifically to think about Crazy Rich Asians, like Rachel's character, um, she like is transported and then she's like kind of fish out of water. And like we are with her too, you know, because mm-hmm. like, we were used to her in like her setting and then you get uprooted. I like that when like the background kind of matches the story. Um, yeah. I I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I also oh, like fun. when it's set in a place that I like have no concept of. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, something like totally new.
0: Yeah, like I'm thinking. To remember us, that, yeah. R- remember that time we read a book that was set in Canada, and I was like, "Yeah, in Colorado," and you were like, <laughs> yeah. "This book was set in Canada." <laughs> I was like, this like "Was oh. absolutely not in Colorado." <laughs> right. And I just was like, "Wow." I, huh. Um, <laughs> but I don't really. I've never been to Canada. I have like no concept of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like that a book. Yeah. Of, like, it's obviously written by someone that is Canadian and, like, gives us some insight into right. that. And, and, and like, just kind of extrapolating that out to, to everything.
1: Yeah. That is fun. I also love... I feel like this goes with setting. I love a road trip novel. Yes. Like, when they're just, like, on a road trip for whatever reason. So, like, yes. the setting is just kind of, like, constantly changing. Changing. I find that so fun. Yeah. I find that fun, too.
0: Um, <clears throat> I read a road trip book that was so good, and it hurt my feelings so bad. Oh, what was, what was it? it? I forget. It might have been called The Road Trip. Yes, it was <laughs> called The Road Trip. <laughs> okay, <laughs> by Beth O'Leary, and that book, I thought was really good. Um, but it it hurt my feelings so mm-hmm. so bad. Um,
1: I have not read that. It's a good
0: one. It's like the premise is like two. Four people are going are on their way to a wedding in two different cars, and then they accidentally back into each other and have to take one car. Oh, because the car gets totaled, and like two of those people are exes, and so then they're like kind of smushed together in a car, oh. mm-hmm. and they have to like <laughs> navigate that. Oh, that's fun, and it's fun, yeah, it's fun. Mm. Um, I mean, we also like books set up set in made up places i mean yeah we love a fantasy book we love a fantasy book places don't have to be real they sure <laughs> don't they sure sure don't it's so funny the things we hate are like new york city and college <laughs> i was gonna the things say we love we, is like everything
1: else <laughs> we don't have a lot we hate
0: Uh uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh.
1: i feel like we've said all the possible settings
0: for me, yeah, yeah, I can't think of a single other setting in my head. I keep wanting to say, like I hate books set in a mall, but I'm like, I don't think that exists.
1: <laughs> you find me a book that's set in, a mall. <laughs> set in the mall in a mall, exclusively set in the mall. <laughs> uh. all right Sorry. do you feel ready
0: to uh get a life? I I do feel ready.
1: I'm so ready.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited.
1: Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. I'm gonna do the synopsis. I'm gonna okay.
1: Do it. You do the synopsis.
0: So the. <laughs> immediately panics. Um. So this week, Molly B and Molly Me read <laughs> "Get a Life," Chloe Brown by Talia Hibbert. Um, and Woo! the synopsis. Woo! <laughs> the synopsis <laughs> of this book is that um, our main heroine, Chloe Brown, is a like beautiful, grumpy, wonderful um, person who um, has fibromyalgia, and she is out on a walk one day and. Has a near-death experience, a like drunk driver slams into a home like directly in front of her. And she kind of from that is like, it is time for me to get a life. Um, and so she comes up with this list of things that she wants to accomplish. Um, and um she's got two sisters, and she's got this amazing grandmother, Gigi. Shout out to Gigi, my favorite. Character. <laughs> we love <laughs> Gigi. <laughs> love <laughs> Gigi. Um, and over time Chloe um interacts a lot with her super of her apartment building, um, whose name is Red. Redford Morgan. Redford Morgan. Um, but he goes by Red and he um c- she kind of ends up enlisting him to help her accomplish her list. And they fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so We sweet. love to see it. <laughs> um, And um, they, you know, have struggles. And they struggle to, like, line up their <laughs> traumas and their triggers. And mm-hmm. he learns how to take care of her and how to help her take care of herself when her, her like, fibromyalgia flares up. And... Um, you know, there are some ups and there are some downs, and there's a third act breakup as usual. And then uh you know, it's all good, baby. They <laughs> live happily second? ever after. They live happily ever after, which is the only acceptable outcome for anything ever.
1: Right. This <laughs> is swing. the stance of the pod.
0: <laughs> and that is the official is... stance. <laughs> the official stance. Um, and that's pretty much an overview of of what happens and we'll of course yeah. get
1: into the details but mm-hmm. i love this book oh i, I love forgot this book. how much i love this book i read yeah. it back when i was like first starting to read romance it was one of the first romance novels i ever picked up mm-hmm. and like i was just like giddy the whole time i was reading it it's just so yes. good It's, yeah,
0: I read this book before I read the Bergman Brothers Mm -hmm. series, and I remember reading them all at the same time and kind of being like, those are all really excellent books that, like, really highlight, like, inter-abled relationships, Mm -hmm. and, um... Then reading this book again, like no offense to the Bergman brothers. I think it's a beautiful and perfect series, of course. But I read this again and I was like, oh, this does it on a different level. Yeah. And we can really get into that later. But it this is such a good book for so many reasons. But the way that I don't know the way it shows Chloe as such a full person who mm-hmm. is um, like also has a disability. I don't know. I just fucking love this book. It yeah, and the way that Red loves her, and cares for her—I don't know—it's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Someone I'll love give it. Talia Hibbert a freaking Oscar for this book. <laughs> Is that a possibility?
1: I don't know, but give. How her- do we make that happen?
0: <laughs> Petition. I'd like to. <laughs> Who join do we send
1: strike? a letter to? Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: huh. Um. I want to talk to. Well. I want to talk to you about <laughs> how I read this book. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um I read this book a while ago via um you know, my e-reader. Mm-hmm. Like you know, classic reading with my eyeballs, okay? Right. And I decided that for this ep of the pod, instead of rereading it cuz I had a busy week this week and um I was like busy this weekend but I knew I'd be like In my car a lot and I'd have like my headphones On me a lot so I was like Perfect I will Listen to an Audiobook Fun fun. So I downloaded um, The audiobook Which thank god it was at my library um, mm-hmm. Which I believe Is a crime that it, it it was available At the library more people should be Reading this book right it should be I should be on a list.
1: <laughs> I'm glad it was available, but also what are you all doing? No,
0: what are you all doing? <laughs> Download this book immediately. Um and first of all, like I start listening to the audiobook and I'm like the narrator is British, which this book is set in mm-hmm. the UK and they're British characters, so I was like, of course. But then I started to be like, I recognize that voice. And I was l- so excited and then I was like I-, I couldn't wait to talk to you about it. I know you haven't seen Bridgerton yet. Mhm. But the audiobook is narrated by um Ajoa Ando who is plays Mrs. Danbury, Mrs. Danbury in Bridgerton, who is the fucking best Bridgerton character <laughs> and has I'm going to say it, one of the hottest voices of all time. <laughs> And Amazing! She is narrating this audiobook to me, and I was like, I actually don't want this to ever end. <laughs> I think I'm gonna read this book on. I'm gonna ke- just play I'm it on a ke- loop. <laughs> I'm gonna return it and re-download it from the library from from here till the end of time. Yes. So that I can listen to her read this book. Oh my gosh! It I was love that. So fun.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I was so happy. Um. Sorry, it's not Mrs. Danbury, it's Lady Danbury, and I have realized that, and I <laughs> would like to atone for my <laughs> sins. Um, Anyway, <laughs> damn, That's the so audiobook fun. experience was so fun. I-, I have a recording of me live reacting to some of the <laughs> smutty scenes, because some of them in my... In my ear, I was scandalized by some of them while listening. I was like, my eyes can consume that without feeling this scandalized, but my ears cannot.
1: I was literally just gonna ask you what the spice was like because the spicy scenes, yes. they're so spicy. We gotta
0: talk about the stare scene.
1: Yes. So, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs>
0: truly speechless like I remember reading that for the first time and being like (laughs) what and that is exactly I had the exact same reaction this time even though I knew it was coming it's so
1: good (laughs) will
0: you will you you set the scene for us and and tell us what happens on the stairs
1: (laughs) yes okay I'll set the scene. Okay. (laughs) So they are out working on an item on her list. They go out Mm because originally on her list, she wanted to have a drunken night out. She quickly realizes that she like actually does not want to do that. And so they wind up going to this art gallery and they just have this like beautiful night. And Uh we'll talk more about that later because everything about that was so great. (sighs) And I think, wait, I'm trying to remember timeline at this point. They had like almost kissed once and then Chloe like stopped it. And she's like, no, like we shouldn't do this. Yes. So like they like haven't even kissed at this point. Yes. Really. And so they stop and they pause and they're like sitting on these stairs. They're like, in my mind, it's like like a town square, basically. Like there's like a statue, whatever. And they're talking and they wind up kissing and then they wind up. Yeah. Like he, he like coming. fully fingers her to an orgasm. Uh, in, in public. <laughs> on the
0: statue. Okay. I wrote this down because how, how dare Talia Hibbert do this to me? But a chapter ends with him saying, should I make you moan again? Yes, And then the next chapter opens (laughs) Oh my god with it's Chloe's POV Mm because this book is both POV The next chapter flips from his POV to her POV and in her POV she says I thought he'd kiss me but he bit me instead. Yes! (laughs) And I was like I'm out (laughs) Because I'm I'm listening
1: to that in my place of business (laughs) and I was like nope I'm done for the day also because like reading it too you're already because the way it's going I'm anticipating him being like can I kiss you or like I'm gonna kiss you or something like that and instead he says Should I make you moan moan again? Which, first of all, just like hot. Hot. (laughs) And then you turn the page. Yes. And read that. And it just. I was
0: screaming. It's on par. It's the same level as hot to me as use your words. Yes. I was like, these two things.
1: Hot. It just. The spice is so good. in this book his dirty talk is so good
0: i mean yes i mean we're like two chapters in and he is like masturbating while Mm -hmm. thinking about her in a way that i was like this is incredibly hot yeah like i've read in my time quite (laughs) a few masturbating scenes not to brag (laughs) um (laughs) But I think that's my favorite because he's like, like, it starts with him waking up from having a wet dream Mm -hmm. of her. And then he's like, fuck. And it's just so good. It's so hot. It's so hot from the absolute jump. God. (laughs) Oh,
1: my God. Yeah. No, that the scene at the statue is just so hot, mind blowing.
0: It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <sighs> um, Another thing I think is so hot about this book is the like. <sighs> I don't even know how to describe it, but it's the way that he like honors what she is capable of. Yes. And like the. I, so the whole throughout the whole book, they're both kind of still processing these like pretty horrific ex experiences mm-hmm. that they've had and um i love the way that it's like in s- like the way that he treats her and her abilities and like her limitations um in every minute cuz it changes based on flare mm-hmm. ups and whatever um always exactly the opposite of what her how her ex
1: did. It's like mm-hmm. the
0: juxtaposition is so fucking good.
1: Yeah. It's just so good. And I just love mm-hmm. like like you said of like always honoring what she's capable of. Of like it never feels like he's like coddling her. No. Or like patronizing in any way. No. It's just like there's I wish I had marked it. There was a quote at one point where he said something along the lines of like something about like in a partnership like you fill in each other's gaps Mm -hmm. and like that it's just kind of like I can do this right now so just like I'm gonna do it and it's not a big deal and like you know whatever and like I just I don't know I just love that
0: yeah I I love it too and I I feel like this book really centers her Mm-hmm. and her like everyday experience with chronic pain mm-hmm. in a way that um i i just think you don't see a lot like in other books where i've seen a character who has chronic pain or a disability of some kind like it it can uh, become kind of a secondary component of them mm-hmm. um in a way that's like it pops up when it is necessary for the plot, I guess, almost. But yeah. this is like it, it is like critical to understanding her mm-hmm. is understanding this experience that she's like constantly having. And I just found that like even though I'm not a person with that like kind of chronic pain and I don't have fibromyalgia, like I found it so relatable. Mm hmm. And it made it like she's like cre- I just feel like Talia Hibbert created this like reality in which like we can all be whole people.
1: Yeah. Like it. it's written in a way that we can understand it and feel like we're relating to it. Exactly. Because it is such a central part of the story and of their relationship. Like it's not, yeah. you know.
0: And, again, not in a way that's, like, it's not, like, um, belittling her or, like, praising him because of how Mm -hmm. he treats her or, like, um, it's not making her, like, aww, you know? Right. She just is a fucking person. Yeah. And it's, like, she still deserves love and respect and Mm -hmm. friendship and to be treated like an equal partner who just, like, is capable of different things at different times, you know?
1: Right. I I love that of how, like, I love when you said of, like, it's not, like, praising him. Mm-hmm. I love that, like, for this book, it's her just kind of realizing, like, this is just, like, the way it should be. Like, yeah. she had a horrible past experience with, right. not only with her relationship, but also, like, with her friends. friends. And it's her just kind of realizing, like, that was the thing that was like outside the norm like what red right. is doing is just what should be like expected right in a relationship it's,
0: it's those how those people treated me was the exception and this is the rule right exactly 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 yeah. yes
1: yep that's such a good way to say it yes yeah yeah i just love it
0: it's so good it's so 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 so
1: good um i do want to just talk more about chloe in general yeah Yeah, let's i love a grumpy girl (laughs) in a book like
0: (sighs) give me a grumpy woman in a romance
1: novel i love it it's just it's so good i also love that like good i don't know they're like banter like they're because they're both a little grumpy he's not like as grumpy
0: oh but this is not a grumpy sunshine no no this is like two what is it like golden retriever black cat like this is two black cats like yeah absolutely they're like mercurial and grumpy and And
1: like i just love how often their banter is them just like so lovingly being like fuck off (laughs) yeah it's just like yes i i just love it me too they just make me so happy Uh,
0: I loved Chloe's relationship with her sisters, too. Yes. Because it's the same way that her relationship with Red is and in that way. Like, Mm -hmm. with her sisters, there's obviously so much love between all of them. But she is constantly just, like, eye roll. Like, you guys are so (laughs) annoying.
1: (laughs) Um, Which I loved. I love because I have read this whole series. And, like, the sister relationships through all three of the books are just so good. Like, yeah. It's really beautiful. It, I just love
0: it. Yeah. I love the one sister who like never gets the word right. <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Eve, yeah. Her book
1: was my favorite. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I need to yeah. read the other two this Hers the is one. the I mean they're they're all phenomenal, but Eve's book was my favorite. Um and yeah, like she and she's so confident too. Like they'll correct her and she's just like, No. <laughs> that's right. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, uh um I was going to I wanted to talk about the list more. Yes, let's talk about the list. Um Yeah, so I think we mentioned yeah, you said in the synopsis so she like makes mm-hmm. this list to kind yep. of like it's how she's going to get a life. And I one of my favorite things throughout this book is how like she has this list in the beginning and she's so like set on it of like these are the things I have to mm-hmm. do and she's really trying to like kind of like push herself to doing things she either like hasn't done or hasn't done in a long time so it's like going camping even though she has zero interest in doing that and like you know going clubbing going clubbing riding a motorcycle like all of these different things and I I just love as the book goes on the things she realizes like she can let go of because they Mm -hmm. aren't actually like what she needs at this point in her life and they aren't gonna like they aren't gonna just like quote-unquote give her a life and like kind of realizing that like her life doesn't need fixing like it's just sort of like embracing like you know relationships and belonging and like all of these different things but she like doesn't need to change herself and I just love how she like changes the list as the book goes on and like realizes what's actually important to her and like i don't know um
0: it reminds me of like okay you know like the concept of like secondary emotions Mm -hmm. like uh, like um betrayal or like jealousy yeah when like really the emotion you're feeling is like sadness or Mm -hmm. like um whatever It, it reminds me of that in that like she's like Got this thing that she thinks that she Feels mm-hmm. and then she Experiences it and she's like oh actually Like I've just Been kind of grieving that and I can let it go Yeah and this thing I have instead That's like a little closer to Me is is More important and like uh, the, You know because she says like after the Night at the club like the thing I was Looking for was belonging She wanted mm-hmm. to Feel belonging and feel like connected with someone and like that feeling of like being at the bar with your friend not just being at the bar
1: right um yeah I fucking. and she was like i think she says like she was kind of chasing this like old version of herself and she's able to kind of let that go and instead her and red go out and like have a fun night together doing things that like they actually enjoy and it's kind of like that like that's better <laughs> like that's okay yeah. to, like let those things go yeah it's yeah just, so good it's such a good like theme carried throughout the book it's such a good theme
0: and I'm like getting pretty <laughs> emotional about it tbh because I'm I'm realizing that I'm feeling that way right now where like I've been feeling like no- so nostalgic for a version of myself that just like doesn't exist anymore mm. And, like, that's okay. hmm And I can love this. Ver- you know, like, this version is happy, though. You know, like. It's yeah. Yeah. Such a relatable and very human. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it's one of those things that you don't really recognize until it's written down. Yeah. You know? God, this book is so fucking good. So good. Um, Something I want to talk about is um i think it happens before the sex on the statue um but they have this like really excellent conversation at mm-hmm. least in my opinion um about like the the their like races like Chloe is black and Red is white and mm-hmm. um they talk about it and are like pretty open and earnest and honest and like it I feel like red kind of acknowledges that he has a privilege in their relationship and in the world Mm -hmm. in a way that I think is written super well um and it really struck me (laughs) the first time I read it and then when I was listening to it at how often in other books there are interracial relationships where it's just
1: never discussed
0: yeah or it's discussed like
1: um, kind of jokingly or it's just kind of like a one-off comment and then we or it's a one-off comment on. or it's just like
0: physical descriptions mm-hmm. and then we move on and it like I don't know I mean I don't know how like black folks or like people of color feel about the conversation because obviously I'm a white person but like I thought that it, that was really interesting and thoughtful and cool to see in mm-hmm. in this book. Um and it made me want to like only read like books that when there is an interracial couple like acknowledge it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I completely agree. Like it feels like you said like I don't I don't know how people of color feel about this but like it feels like that would be a natural conversation to have in real life so like why shouldn't it be in a book like in the book too you know right Right. like yeah it just it felt so natural and just like yeah I don't know
0: it honestly made me and I'm so sorry to say this but it made me really sad thinking about how in next to you they don't really have a conversation about their like racial identities. Mm -hmm. Like and when they do, it's kind
1: of joking.
0: Yeah, Um, that
1: that is one where it's kind of like sort of like physical descriptions mm -hmm. are like given and then we just kind of move on. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Something to think about, I guess. Um Um, I feel like in a similar like fashion, I love mm -hmm. the way that Talia Hibbert depicts class in this book, too. Totally. Yeah. Um, Chloe comes from a, like, pretty wealthy family. Because mm-hmm. um, isn't Gigi, like, a
0: famous actress Yeah, or she. Something? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And then I think her parents are both lawyers or something. Yeah. Yes. I think something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, she comes from a very wealthy family like trust fund lifestyle Mm -hmm. and red has a lot of trauma about that from his past relationship of like being with someone who was in a different class than him and treated him really poorly because of it um and i just that's another one of like i love the way the conversations are actually put throughout this book like it's not just like a comment and we move on like it's something right. they are constantly talking about and working through and trying to figure out like how to navigate in a way that just felt right. very real
0: real and a lot like the way that um like chloe's disability is represented like these things are central to them mm-hmm. navigate and which is reflection of life and it's like central to them navigating yeah their relationship with each other i loved how there was no like dog whistling either about like Mm -hmm. classism it was just like red kind of immediately is like "Mm, she's classist like he's not like she's uppity and wealthy and of a higher you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. he's just like no this is the thing i think i'm experiencing which again i just really appreciated the like getting down to the root i just feel like this book is like brings us down to the root of a lot of things Mm -hmm in a way that you like kind of forget that you're also reading like a rom-com. Yeah, <laughs> that's like lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Um
1: it's just really really well done. Mhm. I-, I love it. But yeah, no, it's just it's just all so well done in this it's book. It's
0: so well done. Yeah. Ugh, oh. oh, I love it.
1: Yeah. Should we talk about camping? Or should we talk about Aunt Mary, because that also happened at the statue. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, the statue
0: is such an integral, like, moment in this book. Everything happens before or after it. Um, Do you want to
1: set the scene for us? Sure,
0: I can set the scene. (laughs) So, after they have, like, had one of of potentially the hottest hookups of all time on Mm -hmm. a statue or next... I don't know somehow as we have discussed (laughs) (laughs) yes um they're like walking away from that um Chloe runs into her aunt Aunt Mary who is her mom's twin sister I think Mm -hmm. and um she through like a series of unfortunate events Aunt Mary is like who is this hot man that you're with (laughs) basically and Chloe in her brain is going through, like, it honestly almost felt like a computer, like, processing all of mm-hmm. the potential outcomes. <laughs> and she is, like, well, if I say that he's my um friend, then that's going to sound like he's my boyfriend. And if I say that he's, like, mm-hmm. helping, but, like, she, she's, like, freaking out as one is wont to do in right a situation where you run into Aunt Mary, I guess. <laughs> um, and she ends up saying he's no one, which... As we've just shared, like, his big trauma is about, like, feeling like he was no one to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of sets them on this path where he is so upset that she has said this. And she kind of tries to fix it but can't really get out of it. Because she is still feeling so insecure about where they stand with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And she doesn't understand what he is interested in. And so, like, she is trying to fix it
1: but she fumbles again and says like
0: doesn't she like
1: make a joke about like like him like basically being there to like give her orgasms and it's kind of like like she like tries to like make a joke and it just like falls makes it worse yeah
0: and um they like get back to the apartment complex and she doesn't see him for a few days. And then he shows a better door and he's like, I want you to know that I am pissed off at you and I will be pissed off at you until I am done being mad at you. And she's like, you okay, you're allowed mm-hmm. to feel angry. Um, and I realized just now that I am again, going scene by scene, line by line through <laughs> <laughs> this scene, but
1: because I would like to pause there for a second Great. I, because pause. I loved that so much of like him communicating like this is how I feel and I'm allowed to feel this way and you cannot mm-hmm. tell me I can't feel this way because like he needed it was almost like he yeah. needed to be telling himself that too. Yes. And I love that she recognizes that and is like, yes, that is fine. And I wouldn't have told you otherwise, but, like, kind of, like, you need to hear this more right now. So, like, you're absolutely right. You're allowed to, like, feel whatever emotions you're feeling until you say you're done.
0: She says specifically, Molly, like, you know that you're allowed to feel angry. Mm -hmm. And you are allowed to feel angry at me. And I, I once again, was listening to (laughs) Lady Danbury. (laughs) Read the audio book. And she said that and I burst into tears. Mm -hmm. That scene got me. Just, I mean, I related so hard to Chloe being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I don't know what he is thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say that is going to placate like the person that i have run into and like i don't want to ruin this the good thing that i have going by being like too much too fast like that feeling that panic is mm-hmm. one i'm very familiar with and then also the feeling of like not giving myself permission to feel angry mm-hmm. i was just like the the, the entirety of the scene yeah. is
1: from both sides yeah from both yeah. sides
0: i am both <laughs> yeah and both of these people yeah
1: I also just love then, like, their whole communication through that of, like, respecting his emotions and his anger, but also, like, she's able to explain her panic and he's able to, like, understand that and they can kind of figure out, like, you know, you were panicking because I really hadn't communicated my own feelings yet. And, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. They just, like, get... To the root of the problem. And, like, yes, they had a couple days where they, like, didn't talk to each other. But really, like, that could have been blown up into such a bigger miscommunication than it was. They just, like, addressed it in such a healthy way. like, Right. Yeah, It
0: it could have been, like, the two of them walking with headphones angstily down a New York City street (laughs) to, like, sad diplo music (laughs) for like 30 minutes of the movie but instead it was like they took their space they came back
1: they figured it out yeah exactly yeah uh yeah this book is so fucking good it's so good it's so good um i do want to talk about camping now
0: it's time to go camping Ah! oh my god
1: I just, okay, so camping was a thing on her list. She wanted to go camping, so she asks Red to take her because she figures he would, like, be helpful in that situation. I don't know. (laughs) And, like, he just does the absolute most to turn it into, like, the best experience possible for her he in sure a way does. that is so romantic and so yep. sweet and then they have <laughs> really
0: hot sex incredibly hot sex <laughs> and one it's fantastic ho- i think the w- single moment that i laughed out loud while i read this book is the scene where she is eating uh during camping where she's eating a toasted marshmallow <laughs> And you're in his thoughts and he said something to himself like, ah, I did not account <laughs> for how hot she would look eating sticky white goo.
1: And I. He's like, uh, I did not think this through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I laughed. Like I had to pause the audiobook because I was laughing. I had a coworker be like, are you good in there? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm listening. I I said, I'm listening to a podcast.
1: I also laughed so hard when they're like like getting ready to have sex mm-hmm. and she gets naked and he's like just an idea maybe consider it you should be naked all the time <laughs> just a yeah. thought and <laughs> yes, it's like was he's just like rambling so <laughs> it's just yeah. so good
0: god it's so good
1: anyway that's all I have to <sighs> say about camping Camping,
0: and that's, and that's that on that it's just so good um do you want to talk about the third act breakup
1: yes um (laughs) you look
0: so sad i i keep forgetting that no one is in the zoom window with us but i am frowning
1: (laughs) i can confirm (laughs) molly is frowning (laughs) um oh where to start so basically the whole third act breakup stems from like A misunderstanding, basically. Mm -hmm. Like long story short, Red overhears Chloe and her sisters talking about the fact that she put Red on her list, um, right? Because at some point, I don't remember when exactly she did this, but at some point, I think it's pretty early. I think so too. I think it might be like shortly after the whole like Aunt Mary miscommunication.
0: No, I think it's like, and maybe I'm wrong. We I can't believe we haven't talked about the fact that she spied on him. But right, I think it's back like early, early. Is it not? Because I feel like there's a moment where she adds him to the list. And then she's like, he's kind of already on here because I did something bad. And then the bad thing is that she's been watching him through. Okay. I just Mo- found it. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners, Molly is <laughs> scrolling through the book and is going to tell um, us where it is. She's still reading. Anyway, so um, Chloe watches him through her window for a bit. Um, and it's because he's hot and he's painting. And it's on her list to do something bad. Okay, Molly. I yes. stalled enough, I think.
1: So it is actually, it's like towards not towards the end it is in chapter 18 if anyone's wondering oh um it's okay so they have hooked up at this point and it's like right before they go camping it's like the day before they go camping um (sighs) okay and she um this is when she like starts making changes to her list so she crosses out have a drunken night out and changes it to like make friends and that's when she calls Annie who we also Annie, haven't talked Annie. about Um and then she crosses off have meaningless sex and changes it to keep red so now fast forward <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: why I thought that she added it early I'm,
1: I, I was, was thinking it was, was earlier s- too but yeah so it is distracted. like more towards like, it's in, like, the second half of the book. But, oh. um, yeah, so he overhears her talking to her sisters about basically just, like, the fact that Red is on her list. And because of his own traumas, he kind of internalizes that as, like, this was just sort of, like, a game to her of, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, getting him and like it goes back to her spying on him and like all of that stuff um and he feels like she's just gonna check him off the list yeah exactly um and so he just kind of like in a full panic says some things that like he definitely didn't mean Mm -hmm. about just you know kind of accusing her of like using him and all of that um and leaves and her that kind of just like bumps right up to her trauma of like people leaving her and like walking out on her and they both just kind of have to figure like navigate that and figure out like basically if they're like willing to like take the risk to put in the work with each other And, of course, they decide they are. But, like... (laughs) Of course. But it's so interesting because it is,
0: I think, one of the first times I feel like I've seen the third act breakup being, like, two people, like, deeply triggering each other Mm -hmm. and having to figure out how to not do that. As opposed to it being, like, you sent a text I didn't like or, like, something superficial. It's this, like, deep truth about themselves like these are things these are big pain points and they're just bumping right into each other Mm -hmm. um I just feel like you don't see that that often
1: yeah I also love like in their reconciliation that like they both had apologies to make if that makes sense like because like they were both acknowledging like like she's like I could tell you were panicking and I should have like been more patient with you but Mm -hmm. I was like kind of you know dealing with my My own stuff and he's kind of like you know I knew how you felt about people leaving and I did it anyway because I was too wrapped up in what I was feeling like they both kind of acknowledge like how what they did hurt the other person knowing (sighs) like about their past like it just it's just so the communication in this book is just so good and it gives me so much hope for them like
0: (laughs) beyond the page (laughs) but you know what i mean like i just um fully believe that like they're gonna make it oh yeah because they are like they're it's rooted in something super real Mm -hmm. like they're like of each other and they're like understanding of each other and yeah i just fucking love this book um (sighs) <sighs> um, I feel like, I feel like we should just get to rating because it's bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right.
1: Um, all right. Molly Reed,
0: how are you rating this book? Five fucking stars, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Love it. What about you, Molly B?
1: I did give this four and a half stars. I think really it's probably like 4.75. Mm-hmm. I do. I love this book. We mm-hmm. you know how I am with five stars. I love this book so much, but like, yeah, I get it. Like, get probably it. like a 4.75 if we're being specific.
0: I love that we've opened the can of worms that is 0. 0.75. Quarter ratings. <laughs> Quarter <laughs> ratings.
1: It was time. God.
0: It was time. In like, in like two years, we're going to be like, so I'm going to give this book a 4.687.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, spicy spicy rating. rating.
0: Okay. Quality. Five. Five. Excellent. Five. <laughs> Excellent.
1: No notes. <laughs> Quantity. Maybe I would say half. Okay, I was gonna say like a four.
0: Okay. And I think, and I think that's on personal preference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere in there. All right. All right. Is it time for the leading man? Yes okay (laughs) this is uh our quest on the pod for the ultimate book boyfriend uh so we have five tiers starting at the bottom we have absolutely not then Mm -hmm. we have here for a good time not a long time Mm -hmm. i guess i'd introduce him to my parents silver Mm -hmm. medalist and then Mm -hmm. at the top we have of course gold gold standard standard. yep where does where does mr red fit fall i have
0: my answer go ahead you go um
1: i think he's gold standard okay mostly i mean all the things we've already said like i love him Mm -hmm. but i also like because we didn't i feel like we didn't like touch on this at all like he starts going to therapy he is like (laughs) yes he does working on himself to like be the best version of himself Mm-hmm. For him and also for Chloe. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's gold standard.
0: I don't think we touched on this either, but he is a painter.
1: Yeah. yeah we we d- at- didn't talk about that, <laughs> I don't think. It's
0: like a huge part of who he is. Um, He's a painter. And at one point, he says that spending the morning with Chloe Brown is like spending the morning with a blank canvas. Yes. And I thought to myself... Way to earn your gold medal. Yeah. Way to do it. Good job, Red.
1: (laughs) Congrats. You made it.
0: (laughs) And that is what we call a gold standard right there. Yes. Ugh. Amazing. Amazing. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Gear the fuck up, everybody, because we got a wild ride in anatomy (laughs) class tonight. All right. Anatomy class is our favorite segment. It's the segment where Molly... B or Molly, me, my new favorite thing to say, um, break down a euphemism for um, a body part, a bodily function, um, something sensual that occurs in a book and or an addendum to that is something absolutely chaotic that they have received via text message from their cousin, which is- I'm so excited. Tonight's thread. So- I have a cousin. Um, She is, in fact, the only cousin in my family that is younger than me. Um, Hello, Devin. (laughs) I know she is listening. So hello. Hi, Devin. Um, (laughs) Devin, very kindly, sent me one of the most unbelievable screenshots I've ever received (laughs) in my life. And I will now do a dramatic performance of it for you on the pod. Are you ready? I'm so ready. (laughs) Um, <laughs> Sorry, Molly B. This is, we're going off script for anatomy class tonight. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> this is a... F- what I have here in my hands is a phone, and on the phone is a screenshot of the back of a book cover <laughs> with the following caption. I was out with a friend tonight doing one of my fave things, reading the backs of romance novels aloud. Found this gem. Pause for comment. Molly, we should do that more. (laughs) We should. We should. (laughs) should. Okay.
1: Anyway. Make a day of it. (laughs) Yes.
0: This is honestly the most wild sounding romance novel I have ever seen and thought it might brighten someone's day. Okay. And this is the back of the romance (laughs) novel. This is gonna be such a long anatomy class. I'm so sorry in advance. Okay. This is the back of the romance novel. Once guilty of the deadly sin of gluttony, (laughs) thousand-year-old Viking vampire angel Cnut Sigurdsson is now a lean, mean vampire devil-fighting machine. His new side job? No biggie. Just ridding the world of a threat called (laughs) ISIS (laughs) while keeping the evil Lucipiers parentheses demon vampires and parentheses <laughs> at bay so when chef Andrea Stewart hires him to re- rescue her sister from a cult recruiting terrorists <laughs> at a Montana dude ranch Van Van, yeah sorry hold on Vangel turns cowboy Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> over yet the too tempting mortal insists on accompanying him, surprising Cena with her bravery at every turn. But with terrorists stalking the ranch in demon-demonoid form, Cena teletransports Andrea and himself out of danger and accidentally into the 10th century <laughs>
1: Norselands.
0: <laughs> Suddenly, they have to find their way back to the future to save her family and the world and to satisfy their insatiable attraction. (laughs) (laughs) That that is the premise of a book that we have to read.
1: We have to read it. That book sounds like it has literally everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only thing it's missing is hockey romance, but I'm (laughs) sure it's in there somewhere. Okay, and now for one of my favorite parts of this this is still a single screenshot from my cousin. I wish I could tell you how long it is. I don't know how she did this. It is the <laughs> longest picture I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. For those of you who didn't realize, this author is the woman who wrote a book called Rough and Ready, which is another erotic vampire Viking novel. Some of the more memorable quotes being, this is the most important <laughs> part of anatomy class. These are quotes from an actual book.
1: That we will be reading
0: (laughs) That we will be reading Number one As Hilda's buttermilk bosoms Squished up against his granite abs Torolf almost had a dick aneurysm (laughs) Dick aneurysm Dick aneurysm Buttermilk (laughs) bosoms So many things are wrong with that (laughs) sentence Okay Quote number two Horolf entered her like she was a lottery. (laughs) Pause for dramatic effect. His engorged pecker pushed inside her and she felt fulfilled with sexual fulfillment. (laughs) Fulfilled with sexual fulfillment.
1: Fulfilled with sexual fulfillment is so funny. We're also glossing over him calling it his pecker. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he entered her like she was a lottery. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm crying. <laughs>
0: okay. <sighs> okay. 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 This is the last quote. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Ooh. Her body was like a beautiful flower that was opening, and somebody was pushing their dick inside <laughs> it. <laughs> It's just so funny. It's so funny. was pushing. <laughs> it, pushing their dick inside it. It. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm crying. I'm totally <laughs> crying.
1: Oh. Wow. So I think we got to start reading more
0: Viking romance novels. we I. I'm obsessed with this Viking romance novel being like time travel, <laughs> and also dude ranch, and also and vampire, Slayer, all, and also like probably weirdly like uh, patriotic, and like anti, right? Like all of it, I'm like, this is how do you how do we pack all of that into one book?
1: So, <laughs> I can't get over she was fulfilled with sexual <laughs> fulfillment. <laughs>
0: We're just out of Uh, words. Her body, I think I have it memorized. Her body was opening like a delicate flower (laughs) and somebody was pushing their dick inside it. It We almost
1: had a dick aneurysm. (laughs) God, thank you so much, Devin. (laughs) Every blessing
0: to Devin for bringing us that absolute chaos wow oh. <sighs> wow well speaking of chaos <laughs> you want to you want to tell everyone what we're reading next molly
1: oh god i would love to <clears throat> sorry i'm all like
0: <laughs> we need like a honestly a 15 minute break <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm, like, that I'm
1: unwell um yes okay i would love to tell people what's next um for our next episode, we are going to be reading Praise by Sarah Kate. Yeah, we fucking will. <laughs> oh, I'm I so can't wait, I can't wait, honestly. I am
0: like capital T thrilled.
1: <sighs> That's all there is to say about
0: that. Stay That's tuned. It. That's all we got. Stay tuned. Um... As always, friends, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok and Storygraph and uh, check us out wherever you get your pods.
1: And on that note, Yay. happy reading. Don't forget to read whatever the hell you want. Be shameless. We love it. Bye, Bye.
0: Oh, that was a great app.